Hello, Mavmind Collective, and welcome to another episode of the Hypno Sales Show. Today, we're going to be talking about directing versus dictating. If you are a leader of a team within a corporation, you will probably relate to what I'm about to share with you. These tips and tricks uh, around dictating versus directing or guiding and directing versus dictating or do it, doing it yourself, DIY, is what I call it. Um, and it's something that I've learned over time as I've led teams and been on teams that have led me and what I've you know, noticed that I liked or didn't like about it to help me figure out, you know, how can I be more of an effective leader by helping my team to be more productive and more effective in their execution to delivering results, whatever they are, by taking more of a stance of directing them versus dictating to them, okay? Now, sometimes I will say, sometimes you do need to dictate and you do need to do it yourself sometimes, but that's only occasionally. Um, and I'll talk about that in one of the, one of the uh, bullet points here today. But for the most part, if you can take the, uh, approach the idea of directing them more than dictating to them, uh, you, can, you can create a more effective executing team as a result, okay? And here are the reasons why, and here's the bullet points that I want to talk about. The first, is, first one is, you know, we learn faster by doing. We learn faster by doing, all of us, myself included. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to um, tell someone how to do something, even if I know exactly what they need to do, unless, uh, unless it's just like they have no clue and they need some guidance. Um, I'd, rather, I'd rather guide them and tell them what to do and guide them that first time or let them uh, kind of figure it out on their own because, and I kind of want them to fail too. I kind of want them to fail their way towards success, okay? Because by doing that, by doing the work themselves, they will never forget uh, how to do it. If you tell them how to do it and they follow your steps, they're going to just, you know, relate to the steps you gave them, but they're not going to know why. They're not going to know you know, what's the motivation for doing it this way? And they might be questioning it and they might challenge it, but they never, they may never take a step to actually try to change it and improve it or optimize it potentially, which is probably what you want. If you have something, someone in a role, you've hired them into a role to execute and be productive. You also want them to optimize and make the, make the task better or the process better, right? Don't just follow what you say. So if you dictate to them, they're just going to follow your steps. And, you know, half the people in the world, kind of that's what they want. They want you to just dictate it to them and, and, uh, and just execute on the steps. Because if, it, if the process is wrong, they want to be able to blame you and say, well, you told me that I was supposed to do it like that and it didn't work. So it's your fault for t giving me those steps that were wrong. So you kind of want to avoid that situation and really set them up for success and set yourself up for success by allowing them to figure out the process themselves and kind of fail their way through and potentially optimize it and make it better. So you want them to learn by doing it because they'll learn it for life if you, if you kind of throw them in and let them do it and let them fail their way through. So guide them and direct them. Don't dictate. Um, the other reason why you want to direct and not dictate is because we all want some structure. So sometimes we as leaders will mistake structure with like, you know, the full solution, the full steps, all the things. Here's how you do it. And that's not what I mean. What I mean is that people, all of us, kind of want to feel like we can own the process and own the execution of the tasks so we can feel like we're worth what you're paying us. We want to feel like we're earning the money that you're paying us because 
Um, the higher level you go, the higher up the organizational chart you go, the more you get paid, the more responsibility you have, the more all of us, uh, we want to feel like we're earning what we're being paid and that we're actually contributing value to the company. We're providing value and that we're a fit for that role. So you want to give everyone a chance to execute on, on those tasks themselves and you want to make sure that they stay within the boundaries. So you do want to give them some structure, but don't tell them how to do it. Um, the other thing too is a lot of us, when we're doing something new, we may not know where the boundaries are. We may not know how far we can go. We don't know when we've crossed the line or not. So I think that when you direct them, you're actually guiding them and kind of expressing that structure and kind of laying out the boundaries. Like here's the boundaries. Don't color outside these lines is what you'll say. Now, does that mean they're gonna like stick to that? Probably not. Sometimes they will color outside the lines. I've been known to do it. But if I know where the lines are, then I also know when I'm coloring outside the line. So then I'm preparing myself to be able to defend and justify why I did that and ask for forgiveness later. That also, that ability to ask for forgiveness later by failing your way through or deciding consciously to color outside the lines, Sometimes that makes for innovation. It makes for better changes, faster adaptability to a situation because the person in the job may see something that's happening that, that they may have to make a decision on the spot and do it, call an audible, as they say, and actually call a different play and turn left when no one else is watching or no one else is expecting because they see that it's needed. And if, they're, if you've hired the right expert and you've hired the right type of a leader in that role, they're going to make those decisions and they're going to not be afraid to justify that back to the business and say, look, I colored outside the lines because of this reason or that reason. And they'll explain it and then you can then be brought up to speed. And therefore, your, your team, you and your team are continually innovating and creating new solutions to problems that are almost there or that they see coming before they get there and before they impact the business. That does nothing but help the business grow, expand and scale over time the more you can do that. So you want to give them that ability to have some structure so they can know when they need to work outside the structure or within the structure, but it helps them make those decisions faster and better by giving them that structure to work with. Just don't tell them how to do it. Just give them the structure, let them go, let them fail, let them figure it out because they'll probably do a better job most of the time than you would uh, in that same in that same role. That's why you hired them to do that, okay? The, the third one here is, um, you want to apply situational leadership. So sometimes you do want to dictate something to them, especially if it's the first time they've ever done anything, right? If they've never done the task before, go ahead and dictate it the first time. Say, this is how we've done, how we've done it so far. But always frame it as, this could be changed. If you want to change it, change it. But this is how we've done it before. This is how we've been successful before. But you know what? What we've done in the past isn't going to assure success in the future. So please take what we've done before and feel free to innovate and optimize and change it if you want. And apply situational leadership to not be a not, you know not assume that they know how to do the task if they if, if even if they're good at what they do. Ask them, hey, have you done this before? Oh, if you haven't. Let me show you the first time how we've done it before. Now you take it from here, and you kind of apply that situational. Leadership. Now I have another video specifically about situational leadership and the four ways that the four different uh, situations you're in when you're. Uh, applying situational leadership. So you can go watch that to get this particular bullet point to understand more details about it. But you do want to be flexible in how you lead someone when you're guiding them versus dictating to them. And, and occasionally you do have to dictate something. It just depends on the situation. Go watch the other video to learn how to apply that or search up 
you know, search Google for situational leadership if you want more on that. The fourth one here, scale your expertise. Okay, so the reason why you are leading a team, all right, the reason why you have a team, you're on a team and you're leading a team is because you're expected to scale your expertise. So you, you were probably hired into the role because you have expertise in that area. So they want you to uh, hire other people into your team and then like make sure that there's, you're scaling out that expertise across multiple people. You're creating more of you and what you know how to do. And hopefully they're bringing, all these other people are bringing even more skills and it's going beyond what you even know how to do. So you're actually scaling out and getting better at what you do by creating a team and hiring a team and managing them to, uh, to basically scale your expertise and beyond and take your expertise to a whole nother level. So you're not really paid to be the expert anymore. You're paid to scale out the expertise to a team of people and so you have to always remind yourself that, that if you're dictating and like, or you're doing it yourself, a DIY, and you're like, get out of the way, I'll do it. You know, that's wrong. They're not paying you to get in there and do it. They're paying you to get someone else to do it and multiple people to be able to do it so you can scale the business over time to become more successful as a company and as a team. Okay, so keep that in mind uh, whenever you're um, you know, deciding to dictate versus direct. And the last reason you want to direct and avoid dictating is you want to avoid stealing someone's opportunity, what I call robbing someone of the opportunity to learn. All of us want those opportunities to learn and jump in and potentially fail. We won't learn as a result if we don't jump in. So they kind of like, you think of your team as like they want you to throw them into the fire subconsciously. Now, consciously, they may say, I don't want to do it. You tell me what to do. That's the default for safety. Like you tell me what to do. I don't want to just jump in. But subconsciously, without them even being aware of it, they actually do want you to push them into the fire, push them off the cliff because they want to know that when you do that, that you have a plan, that you have a safety net, you have a structure for them. They're not going to fail horribly. They're just going to fail a little bit and they're going to learn from those failures and you have to make it safe for them to fail. You have to make it feel safe and comfortable for them to be pushed into the fire. So in other words, you got to give them a fire retardant suit, like give them a, give them a suit that's fire resistant, give them some oxygen, give them some gloves, some tools and say, look, I'm not throwing you into the fire so you can burn and get hurt. I'm preparing you, but you do got to get into that fire and it's going to get kind of sweaty inside that fire resistant suit, but you're not going to get burned. I promise. So you got to assure them when you're directing them, and direct them in the right way so they feel safe and they're comfortable enough to jump in and take that risk and do those new things and experience some of these new things that they've never experienced before that are unknown that subconsciously they kind of, in some ways they may not feel safe, but in other ways they kind of want you to do it so they can expand their comfort zone because ultimately you want them to be comfortable with new things, new tasks. Okay. So that's why you want to direct versus dictating. When you dictate or do it yourself, you rob them of the opportunity to learn like that. And so you got to be reminding yourself, am I just doing this because I just think I can do it better because I just want to get this done and get this off my plate? Or am I actually robbing my employee of an opportunity to learn and grow their own skill set and become another expert like I am that I could leverage more and more down the road to become more successful, more productive, more effective in the execution of the tasks and projects that I need to get done on this team. That's why I have this team. So think about these things here. Always that, you know, remember we learn faster from doing, 
We all want structure and guidelines so we know when we're within the structure or outside, the coloring outside the lines. We want to make sure that you know we always apply situational leadership. Depending on the situation, we lead a different way to adapt for that particular employee, for that particular situation. We want to scale out our expertise so we have more of you and more of me uh, within the company so we can become more successful over time and, and keep innovating and optimizing those processes. And we want to always remember that everyone deserves an opportunity to learn just like you did. And that's why you're good at what you do. You need to let them have the opportunity to become good at what they do as well.